Today on the Word of Truth Revealed. Jesus said, Satan comes not but but to steal, kill, and what? Destroy. But I am come that you might have life. Come on, John 10, and life more abundantly. That's more than enough. Without the blood of Jesus, we were doomed. Without the blood of Jesus, there is no hope. Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. Today, Bishop Clark uses Luke, the first chapter, verses 26 through 36, as the background scripture for part one of the message, the powerful effects of the blood of Jesus. I pray that as I teach today, that that precious blood, you would sense the preciousness of the blood, that it won't be casual to you when you speak about it or talk about it but you'll bear the weight of what it carries and the anointing that comes with it and the power and effects when we appropriate it. And I'm applying the blood over houses, over land, over vehicle, over children, over resources, over my body, over my mind, for it is the blood that atones for your soul. Not only does it atone, but it settles, it hides, it conceals, it sets free your mind. I come against tormenting spirits, tormenting spirits, restless spirits that are clinging to the people of God. Be free by the power of the blood of Jesus. Come against confusion in Jesus' name. Be freed by the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. The blood of Jesus provides the only solution to my greatest problems. My greatest problem is eradicated because of the blood of Jesus. It is the only solution to your greatest problem. It is not a new job. It's not a new relationship. What we need is the blood of Jesus. We were born into a fallen world. We were born into a tainted pedigree. Resigned to participate. In a degenerate ex, uh, ex existence with no hope of recovery. A denigrated existence with no hope of recovery. This is how we were born. David said it like this. I was born in sin and shapen in iniquity. So we all were born in a fallen world. I don't know why we would go to the world for refuge. The world is not only fallen, it is pining away right before us. 
no matter what you put your confidence in the world, in the world, you'll see that the confidence that you put in it can't really hold your confidence. The only confidence that you can really, really store your hope in is in Jesus and the shed blood that was released from his vein and arteries. The pain of sin and death because of this fallen world was immediately, it immediately attached itself to our lives. It put us into perpetual motion. A perpetual motion where death is eating up our very lives. There's no way we could break the cycle of death without the blood of Jesus. Even our own will, because of this fallen world and the condition that we're in, that we were born in, our will was separated from God. Paul said it like this in Romans chapter 8, that the flesh wars against the spirit. And so your flesh is constantly battling in this fallen world with the things of God. I preach and you fall asleep. I preach and you're thinking about everything else but what I'm talking about. And we have to shake ourselves every once in a while. We were owned by the greatest foe or enemy of our souls. This foe disseminates deceit. He's constantly spreading deceit, trying to seal up our fate in damnation. He wants to keep us off of the path, constantly on the defense, and never moving Christianity to be offense. That's tearing his kingdom down. We're just trying to survive, trying to get over the issues that we're going through, taking hits, taking hits, taking a few steps back and just trying to make it. That's why I believe that God wants us to, to become thrivers in the kingdom of God and not just survivors. Can the church say amen? Amen. I've asked God to deliver me from the hold on anointing. Just holding on. I just got to hold on. I don't want to hold on. I want to thrive now. Thank you, God. I'm not holding on till Sunday. Holding on to payday. Holding on. And I won't let go of my faith. I believe God wants us to step into the abundance of life. Jesus said, I come not but, Satan comes not but for to steal, kill, and what? Destroy. But I am come that you might have life. Come on, John 10. And life more abundantly. That's more than enough. Without the blood of Jesus, we were doomed. Without the blood of Jesus, there is no hope. Romans chapter 5 and, 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 and verse 8 said, however, God demonstrated his own love. Hallelujah. For me, in that while I was yet a sinner, <laughs> Christ died for the ungodly. Uh, one of our members put out on Facebook, uh, a statement that I made to say that there are four things that makes uh, that hinders the move of the spirit irrelevance religion tradition and I added that uh, um, uh, ignorance That's ignorance tradition religion and irrelevance someone wrote down there what about sin and sin was always there. That doesn't stop your, that stops your personal move. But God's corporate move, sin can't stop it. 
He's already dealt with it. If you have an unrepented heart, will stop the move. But if you repent, it doesn't matter what the sin is. God will add some grace to you and you'll keep on moving. And so people like to be religious and that's why people can't even come into church because they think you have to be so holy when you get in here. It doesn't matter. The bathtub doesn't scream when you're dirty. Bathtub isn't intimidated when you get in after working all day, smelling all crazy. The bathtub doesn't do that. Because the bathtub is designed to make you clean. And God doesn't have a problem. I don't know what happened to my mic, but something happened to it. God, like something happened to my mic. Hopefully they're working with it. Uh, <laughs> I got to have it right. Let me tell you all of something. You got to have it right. You got to feel comfortable. I can preach through it. I preached, I was preaching one time in a club. These ladies asked me to come and preach in Cocoa. I didn't know what the address was. When I got there, it was a juke joint. A club, man. They had Coors beer, Corona, Cavassier in the back. So I used the, the counter as my podium, opened up my Bible and said, turn with me, but don't take any pictures. <laughs> they won't believe that I was preaching in the club. <laughs> in the church, say amen. As we continue, this is Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. My, one of my favorite scriptures. But God demonstrated his love for us. He demonstrated. That's without you showing love. A lot of us think God loved us because we worship him. Now he loved you before you started worshiping. He loved you while we were yet sinners. Get that in your spirit and get rid of religion. He didn't love you because you say amen to him or because you live holy. While you were a sinner, he loved you. Christ died for the ungodly. Thank you, Lord. And so the blood of Jesus is more powerful than you think. Please write that down. The blood of Jesus is more powerful than you think. I'm going to give you a ton of scripture, write them down, they're going to put it up, and you need to visit these scriptures as soon as you can, and as often as you can. Here's my first point. The blood of Jesus is more powerful than you think. Number one, my debt is paid once and for all. Write it down, I'm debt free. I'm going to show you it's through the blood of Jesus. I'm debt free through the blood. This is out of Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 28. Hebrews 9 and verse 28. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him. He will appear a second time. Here we come. Thank you for helping my mic. Thank you very much. He will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. Remember, my, I'm debt free. My debt is paid. He's offered once. In other words, he doesn't have to die again. And you don't have to pay for your sin again. He paid for it. Whatever happened, put it behind you. Your debt has been, you're debt free. And you don't have to pay for anything that happened in your past. 
Now you're gonna get religious people running them out, but I'm here to tell you if you apply the blood and you really stick with what I'm telling you, there's some things that the enemy can't mess with your mind with. You're not paying for your sins. He did. So cast your cares on him. For he cares. Right out of the Bible. Christ was offered once. To bear the sins of many. He bore it once. It's all over. You're debt free. Can the church say amen? Number two. Write it down. I am justified. Because of his blood. This is Romans 5 and 9. We saw 5 and 8. He demonstrated his love that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. But the next verse says, much more then, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. So through the blood of Jesus, you're justified. You're so clean. It's just like this is how he looks at you when you're under the blood, like you've never did anything wrong in your life. That's how he looks at it. That's how powerful his blood, is, his blood is. And he covered us in his blood. His staff meeting, I think one of the comments in our staff meeting was as we were dealing with this, is that anything contrary to my success is covered under the blood. Glory, hallelujah. Anything contrary to God in my life is covered under the blood if I appropriate the blood. Thank you, God. Anything that's contrary to uh, righteousness or anything contrary or in rebellion with God, let the blood break it in the name of the Lord. Thank you, God. And then number three, here's the third one. Write it down. I am forgiven. Ephesians 1 and 7, in him we have redemption through his blood. We have redemption, not half redemption. We have the full payment. We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. So this is all based on God's grace, the river that's flowing from the fountain of God. So I am forgiven. Say that I am forgiven. And you need to be able to say that uh, even when the enemy brings up your sin. When you ask for forgiveness... Because of the blood, you need to say, I am forgiven. Amen. You're forgiven for smoking joints. You're forgiven for all kinds of illicit stuff. You're forgiven from stealing. You're forgiven from cheating. You're forgiven from all of the things that's in your past. Let it go. You need to be able to say, I am. I am forgiven. Amen. We're not going to wait until resurrection day to say it. We're saying it right now. Number four, write it down. I am spared from the wrath of God. I'm spared from the wrath of God. God is not hovering over you with a big hammer, waiting to crush you like a moth. If you appropriate the blood, you won't have to experience the wrath. This is Romans chapter 5 and verse 9 again. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. It's right there in the text. So future wrath, you don't have to, ex to receive. People like to say stuff, God will get you. But if you appropriate the blood, wrath won't get you. And you need to know that when God look at you, he don't see you anyway. He see that blood stain. When he see the blood stain, he, calls, he passes over that. Glory to God. You're hidden under the blood of Jesus. And he's not angry with you. So if you could draw a picture of God's face, it's a loving face, not an angry face. 
I remember uh, hearing messages about being hell scared and, and preachers preaching about hell. You're going to die and go to hell and people rushing to the altar because they don't want to go to hell. But that's really not God's plan. It's for you to come to him because you're afraid of hell. He wants you to come to him because you love him because he first loved you. Amen. No one should get married because they're afraid of being alone. You get married because of love. Thank you, God. If a man tells you, if you don't marry me, you're going to be alone for the rest of your life. You don't get married because of that. You get married because you fall in love. Tell him to get lost. Get lost. <laughs> don't let a woman back you into marriage. She get married because of love. Period. Not even because of children. You get married because of love. Look at number five. I love this one. I'm being spiritually healed. One day at a time. Even my flesh will be replaced. With an incorruptible body because of the blood. Let's look at. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 24. One day even my flesh will be replaced with an incor in incorruptible body. Who himself bore our sins. Hallelujah. In his own body on the tree. That we having died to sin. Might live for righteousness. By whose stripes you were healed. Here Peter says the healing is already done. In other words you're not. Isaiah 53 says you will be healed. And whose stripes you are healed. But here Peter says you were healed. And so even those things should be in past tense. It's already done. Say it's already done. It's already done. I'm being spiritually healed. It's already complete in Christ when I appropriate the blood. Thank you, Jesus. You need to start thinking that way. I was looking at the fig tree and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. You know, the fig tree, Jesus passed by. The scripture says he wanted figs, but it didn't bear fruit. And the scripture said he did what to the tree? He cursed it. He spoke the end result. You will not bring forth fruit anymore. And the Lord just opened that up to me. That the unproductive fig tree. Will not bring forth any fruit any longer. And for me to pronounce to fruitlessness. That fruitlessness will not bear fruit any longer. I want you to hear that. That fruitlessness bears fruit. But it will not in your life. Bear fruit any longer. The fruit of fruitfulness, fruitlessness brings forth fruit. Apathy. Depression, glory to God. Self-centeredness, sorrow. And some of us are still eating the fruit, the seeds of the fruit bearing that comes from a fruitless tree. A life that's before Jesus, glory to God. But it stops today, we're appropriating the blood of Jesus on that. And you're not going to sit there and desire fruit from a fruitless tree. Glory to God. That's why God has a way of cutting it off. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Are we at number six?
write it down. I'm spiritually alive, effervescent. I'm spiritually alive. I have a sprightly walk. I'm vivacious as I move forward. This is John 6 and 33, 53, I'm sorry. Then Jesus said to them, most assuredly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. But if you eat the flesh, if you commune with him and drink his blood, life is in you. And so I'm spiritually alive because I eat the flesh and drink the blood. When we go back to the book of Exodus on the night in which the Israelites were delivered from Egypt, the scripture says that God told Moses to have families to kill a lamb without blemish and to take the blood using a hyssop branch, a hyssop branch, dip in the blood with the hyssop branch and place the, the blood over the doorpost and the lintel. That everything going through that doorpost and the lintel would be covered. And he says, I'm coming through the land. Glory to God. But when I see the blood, I will pass over. And a lot of us thank God for what he's, what he's, what, what is passing over us. The danger that's passing over us. But the Lord just began to highlight to me, we need to give him thanks for what's on the inside. And what's on the inside is that lamb roasted. He said, I want you to eat it all. I, I don't want anything left. Hallelujah. That lamb roasted represents the word made flesh to us that we devour on a daily basis. And if you eat it on a daily basis, if you eat daily bread, you will be strengthened to go through life's journey without lack, without lacking stamina and focus. Thank you, God. One of the things blood is designed to do is to nourish organs, to nourish organs and your entire body, every cell. But it also carries out waste at the same time. Another thing that we shared in our staff meeting, how can blood nourish every cell and every organ and carry out waste and still remain pure? Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. It's happening in your own body, and it's happened, it happened for the blood of Jesus. It doesn't matter how thick the waste is in the body. He carries it out, glory to God. You are cleansed through the blood of Jesus. You got to understand, even put the sign in your own body. Hallelujah. Because it is the blood that nourishes, and at the same time, it rids your body of waste. Glory to God. It's happening every time your heart beats. Mm, 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 mm. That blood is working in you. Hallelujah. And the blood of Jesus is working in our society. Amen. Corona comes to the blood of Jesus and screams. Ah! Death angel, you can't go so, but for so far. When they appropriate the blood, you have to stop in your tracks. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And I just thank God. Watch what I tell you. God is going to work through this virus. Hallelujah. Watch the people of God. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You're not afraid to go to the magic game. Don't be afraid to come to the church. Thank you, God. We don't walk, walk in fear, torments. That's not how we move. We walk in faith. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Number seven. Are we on number seven? Write it down. My judgment has been satisfied and I am at the peace, at peace with God through the blood of Jesus. My judgment has been satisfied. 
lot of people are worrying about what's going to happen to me when I die. You just need the blood of Jesus. You don't have to worry about that. The judgment has been satisfied. If you appropriate the blood. Now, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll do what? Keep my commandments. So don't get it twisted. This is not a little just God forgive me and you do whatever you want to do. If you really love him, you'll start following him. Bishop Merton L. Clark and the entire Trim Nation invite you to celebrate our 25th anniversary. Coming into focus, Wednesday, April 1st, Friday, April 3rd, and Sunday, April 5th, 2020. Our 25th anniversary celebration kicks off on April 1st at 7 p.m. with our Wednesday night service with guest speaker, Pastor Clyde Oliver of Maranatha Christian Center. On Friday night, April 3rd, the celebration continues at 7.30 p.m. as the entire Trim Nation, from near and far, come together for powerful praise and worship, phenomenal fellowship, and an inspirational word by Pastor Tim Franklin, pastor of Freedom Christian Center. Then on Sunday morning, April 5th, for both the 8 and 11 a.m. services, the celebration explodes to the next level as we wrap up our 25th year celebration with a worship encounter unlike any other. Joining us as we conclude our celebration is our special guest speaker, Pastor Willie Battles of Unity Temple International Fellowship, Williston, Florida. All celebration services are free and will be held on the ministry campus of Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road in Palm Bay, Florida. Hi, I'm Bishop Merton L. Clark, and I would like to extend a personal invitation to all of you to come in and celebrate with us during our 25th church anniversary celebration. It is our coming into focus celebration. You don't want to miss this. I'll see you there. Coming into focus, the 25th anniversary celebration of Truth Revealed International Ministries, Wednesday, April 1st, Friday, April 3rd, and Sunday, April 5th, 2020. We want to see everybody in the place. How many bodies? Everybody. For more information, visit truthrevealed.org. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at The Word of Truth at truthrevealed.org. For a small donation of $5 for CDs and $12 for DVDs, you can obtain a physical copy of today's message for your personal library, or you can log on to our website and download the MP3 version. For your physical copy of today's message, when you write or email us, use reference number 1818. That's reference number 1818. To find out what's going on with Trim Nation, Connect with us on social media by logging into Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or visit us at our website at truthrevealed.org. And now, here are Bishop Clark's final thoughts. The Lord spoke to me at the top of the year and said, I'm taking you into a season where you would decree a thing and it will be established. I want you to move with boldness, start decreeing a thing, and watch me bring it into order, to existence. Yes, Lord. 
Now I'm careful with that because I need to say what he's saying. I need to stand sodden, feet sodden with the blood of Jesus all in my toes when I decree a thing. There's a river that flows from the fountain of God. It heals everything along the way. I've tasted and I know that for every broken heart, there's healing in Jesus' name. Thank you, God.